And welcome on in to the Zach Gelb Show right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Ryan Hickey in for Zach on this Thursday. A happy, glorious Thursday to you. Welcome on in. Appreciate you making us a part of your Thursday night right here on CBS Sports Radio. Whether it's on one of our affiliates across this great country, Sirius XM Channel 158, or the free Odyssey app. Thank you. Welcome Happy to have you here and hopefully keep you entertained for as long as you do stick around. Okay. As we get set, right, the NFL preseason is about to kick off uh, minutes here. You got the Texans and Patriots kind of, I know the Hall of Fame game is last week, but unofficially kick off the first preseason weekend in the NFL. We are a month away exactly from the first NFL Sunday going down. So as we are just about a month or so away, from the NFL season starting, I think there's one thing that's indisputable. Aaron Rodgers has the most pressure this season on him of any quarterback in the NFL. Anything less than a Super Bowl victory for the Jets is truly a failure this season. It is Super Bowl or bust. And you know why this these standards are so high? You want to know why Aaron Rodgers to me, is the most pressure on him of any quarterback in the NFL. It's exactly why and what, I should say, we saw from Hard Knocks on Tuesday night. Episode one of Hard Knocks, everyone would agree, was basically an Aaron Rodgers love fest. Aaron's so happy. He's so adored by his teammates. The fans love Aaron. The coaches love Aaron. His teammates love him. He can do no wrong. Put that to the side. See through what that means. You know what that tells me? Episode one of Hard Knocks highlighted how Aaron Rodgers has everything he truly wants and truly needs. The Jets have it all. So there is no excuse why anything less than a Super Bowl should go down in New York this season. You go back to the exit in Green Bay. Actually, even before that, you go back, let's say, to when the the Packers drafted Jordan Love. The last three years of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. What did Aaron Rodgers want in those last two to three years that he never got from the Packers? He wanted say in personnel. Never got it. He wanted play calling power. Not happening. He wanted happiness. He wanted respect from the front office. Didn't get it. Didn't get it whatsoever. And now when you kind of fail to get everything you want then, and now you have it now, and by the way, when you're failing to get what you want, still go to two NFC title games, or one NFC title game, I should say, excuse me. You go to one NFC title game and you win two MVP awards. Now that you get everything you want, there's no reason why anything less than a Super Bowl should be accepted. Look at what's going on in New York right now ever since he's arrived. Every single Jets player, coach, executive even, they have all genuflected to Aaron Rodgers. Even Woody Johnson is walking around with a smile, talking about how great Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers is truly the king of that team. You heard it on the Hard Knocks two nights ago. The word savior was thrown around. Quentin Williams like, shout out Aaron Rodgers. Thank you for coming to help us out. Thank you for coming to save us. 
Everyone in that Jets organization knew if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, this team is not a playoff team. So already just his arrival, everyone in that uh, organization is bowing down, is genuflecting, is listening to whatever Aaron Rodgers wants. So now he's gotten the respect he's wanted from Green Bay that did not get. He's gotten that in New York. He's gotten the happiness he's wanted and kind of lost in Green Bay the last two to three years. He's got that tenfold so far with the Jets. And if you listen to anything he does in the media, any press conference, hard knocks, any sort of social event he's out, uh, out at, anytime Aaron Rodgers is talking on the record, he always talks about how happy he is. So from a joy perspective, from a respect perspective, Aaron Rodgers has gotten all that he's lost in Green Bay and much, much more now with the New York Jets. So he's got that going for him. He's got the weapons that he wanted and needed in order to win a Super Bowl. You have the reigning offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson, a guy, by the way, that Aaron Rodgers has said reminds him a lot of number 17, a.k.a. Devontae Adams, high praise, High praise, to say the least. Talking about a second-year wide receiver. But not just that in terms of getting a very talented player in Garrett Wilson on your team. You also got your buddies. Alan Lazard came over from Green Bay. Randall Cobb, your best friend, joined you as well. And now with Aaron Rodgers basically taking a $35 million pay cut, you've also heard the Jets talk about how They will add players when they seem fit. Like, they are going to add players as they go. And I'm sure, I'm sure, if Aaron Rodgers suggests a player, hey, we need this guy. We need this position bolstered. I guarantee you the Jets, unlike the Packers, are listening. They are listening, and they are executing. So Aaron Rodgers is getting now what he did not get in Green Bay, saying personnel having talented receivers at the position, getting the respect he deserves and craves, really. Has a say on who's on the team, who's off the team. Basically has, you know, a role as an assistant GM, for lack of a better term. And he's also basically the offense coordinator. I mean, even you saw it in Hard Knocks in episode one. Even Nathaniel Hackett is, again... Bending the knee to Aaron Rodgers. What Aaron Rodgers wants to run, the Jets are going to run. The Jets' offense is the Aaron Rodgers' offense. Nathaniel Hackett was hired because he has a good relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Why does he have a good relationship, by the way, with Aaron Rodgers? Let's go a little deep dive here really fast. What do you know about Aaron Rodgers? He is someone who does not want to be challenged. He is someone who, what he says, wants to be accepted by basically everybody. We had some pushback in Green Bay. Matt LaFleur wanted to run his style of offense, a ground-and-pound kind of play-action offense. Well, now you go to New York. Is Nathaniel Hackett going to be the guy to tell Aaron Rodgers no? We saw one episode to tell you that ain't the case. No siree. Those two letters, N-O, Coming out of Nate Hackett's mouth to Aaron Rodgers, I guarantee never happens. Never will happen, never has happened. That, to me, is why I think they get along so well. Aaron controls him. Aaron says what he wants. 
and Nathaniel Hackett listens and executes. That's all. So he's basically a puppet. Aaron Rodgers is running the offense. He's calling the plays. He's basically the assistant GM, the offense coordinator, and the quarterback. That's what he wants. And so now when you get everyone, when Aaron Rodgers, I should say, gets everything he wants, I ask you this, what's the excuse then? What is the excuse for not maximizing this team, maximizing your talent, and having this year result in a Super Bowl? I can't find one. I can't find the excuse. He has gotten everything he's wanted. And with that, to me, only elevates the pressure for Aaron Rodgers to get the job done. There's no grace period. You're on a bare, uh, I should say maximum. At the absolute max, Aaron Rodgers has three good years left in him. This is obviously year one of that. You don't have a lot of years. You got three cracks with the Jets at most. There's no grace period here in year one. There's no, oh, well, he needs some time to adjust, and if they go to the playoffs, it's A-OK, or, hey, if they win a playoff game, they they have the longest current right now, postseason drought. So just getting back, maybe winning a wild card game be great, and then in year two, we'll really gear up. They don't have time for that. The Jets don't have time for that. Aaron Rodgers does not have time for that. It's go time right now. And when you watch Hard Knocks, when you see... All of the bending over backwards the Jets organization has done to make Aaron Rodgers happy. When you see with your own eyes on the TV screen how happy Aaron Rodgers is. When you see him getting talented players at wide receiver, bringing his own guys onto the roster that he wants, that he was not allowed to do in Green Bay or got a lot of flack for and a lot of pushback for. When you see him running the offense, he wants to run. When you see Aaron Rodgers getting everything he wants and more, that leads me to say and believe anything short of a Super Bowl is a failure. Anything short of a Super Bowl for the Jets this year is a big-time failure because Aaron Rodgers has gotten everything he wants and more, and that was on full display in hard knocks on Tuesday night. A lot of people did not like it. I, for one, agree. It was kind of boring. And classic Aaron Rodgers, by the way, talk about how, talking about how much he hates hard knocks and not looking forward to it. And outside of the voice of God, hard knocks is going to be a pain in the ass. Of course, he enjoyed it. Of course, he had a lot of fun. Opening scene is what? Hey, fellas. Got me mic'd up. I got some good you-know-what for you today. I got some good bleep for you today. He plays to the cameras. He's lying right to our faces. But that aside, that aside, I look at Aaron Rodgers and say anything short of a Super Bowl is a failure. That's why when you look at the entire NFL, I don't think there's a quarterback in the league with more pressure on him this season than Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's, I don't think Josh Allen has more pressure on him. I don't think Joe Burrow has more pressure on him. I don't think Dak Prescott has more pressure on him. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. We could go up and down the list. Russell Wilson, I don't think in 2023 there is a quarterback under more pressure this year than Aaron Rodgers. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. It's Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gelb right here on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. 
If you think there is right now a quarterback in the NFL with more pressure on him this year, I want to know why. I want to know why. I doubt it, but I do want to hear me go nice, have a nice fun back and forth as to what is going on. We do have, before we go to break here, a real-life football game, albeit it doesn't count because it's preseason going on. C.J. Stroud has made his NFL debut with the Texans. First drive, not well. Big sack, lost yards, third and 21, interception. Throws a pick on his very first preseason drive with the um, with the Houston Texans. But that is not where the intrigue stops, in my opinion. Because now, after the interception, the guy taking the first snaps for the Patriots at quarterback, not Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. There's something going on here. There is something going on. Bill Belichick is too quiet. He's very noncommittal. I don't think he likes Mac Jones, and I think he's trying to give Bailey Zappi truly every reason, every way to win this job. And now you're seeing it right away. I get it. It's preseason game number one. I get it. Not a lot of quarterbacks or big-time players are starting in the preseason and playing any sort of preseason games. The trend is to go more of less preseason than more. So I understand that just on the surface, oh, the starting quarterback's not playing in the preseason, not a big deal. Here's the why I think it's different with the Patriots. Number one, Mac Jones, I don't think, has enough clout in this league and or shown enough to not play in the preseason. I think he needs the help. Especially now with a new offense coordinator and Bill O'Brien coming off the lousy year he had last year. He needs the reps. He needs the live action, I think, to continue to get better because uh, I think he's coming off a good year whatsoever. But also, too, Bell Belichick's been very weird about it. You hear him in a press conference at any point so far in training camp. He does not talk about the quarterbacks. He says it's an open competition. He has not named Mac Jones a starter. He was asked if Mac Jones is going to start this game. He said, I don't really know. Not committal about that. Talked about how the starters are going to, you know, play some decent reps and the guys that are most experienced on offense and defense are going to play a good amount uh, of snaps on uh, in this game. And you come out right away, Bailey Zappi, QB1. Something to watch, I'm telling you right now. As training camp progresses, as we get closer to the regular season, something to watch, the Patriots quarterback battle. It is not Mac Jones's job right now. I think we're going to see a battle going forward to say the least. But all right, back to the main, back to the um, main topic here. Aaron Rodgers, is there a quarterback in the NFL right now, in your opinion, that has more pressure on him? If so, tell me why. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If you uh, can't call, tweet. We're there on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. When we return. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers, anything short of a Super Bowl is a failure. Well, here's my expectation, and here's my prediction for the Jets. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I know I just said what I said, and I think pressure and expectations are two different things. I I am not high in this Jets team, and we are already seeing why that is. I want to play something going back to um, yesterday from Jets-Panthers joint practice. I heard a quote that already is concerning and is exactly the reason why I'm not buying into the Jets this season. We'll, we'll play it for you when we do return. It is, again, Ryan Hickey in for ZG right here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gelb right here on CBS Sports Radio. I am not buying into the New York Jets this year. I'm not. 
there's been a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, a lot of positives around this team going to this season. I ain't buying it. I don't think the Jets are making the playoffs. I think come playoff time, they'll be sitting on the outside looking in. And the biggest reason why is I'm not buying this act that we're seeing so far from Aaron Rodgers. This guy, how he's acted the last few months has gone against everything we've seen from the last few years. He truly has been, as his time as a Jet, Mr. Perfect. He's embracing teammates. He's out on the street going to games. He is patient with this young team. He is willing to mentor Zach Wilson and other players on the squad. He can do no wrong right now at the Jets, in large part because there's nothing wrong for him to do. It's training camp. It's OTAs. You're going against your own team. Sure, there's video of it, you know, from training camp where there's not all these eyeballs watching you right now. It's very hard for Aaron Rodgers to kind of screw up in this honeymoon phase. But I think we're about to see the true Aaron Rodgers come through. Now that games are starting, now that people are watching, now that the opponent and the stakes are higher, now this is the true Aaron Rodgers I want to see that I think will reveal himself and not in a good way. Because the Aaron Rodgers we saw recently is someone that has little patience for younger players. Remember last year when the Packers are in the midst of their struggles? He goes on that Pat McAfee show. And he basically calls out a lot of the young receivers and says, if they are still making mistakes, bench them. Cut the reps. He's throwing guys under the bus left and right, taking away their playing time instead of helping them to develop, get better, understand why these mistakes continue to happen. To his little patience for younger, inexperienced players, which is also the reason why, and part of the reason why the, the Packers eventually said goodbye, was he really wanted a lot of older veterans on his team. There's a reason why Randall Cobb is on the Jets. It's not because he could contribute much on the field. But he wants guys like that. He wants his friends to be on the team around him because they know what Aaron Rodgers likes and they know how to run Aaron Rodgers' system, not because they're the most talented players on the field. So a little patience for young players. He wants things done his way. And he doesn't really react well when things don't go his way. And one thing I want to play here, because he just said before going to break, this is where I think the true Aaron Rodgers is going to reveal himself and I think reveal himself sooner rather than later, which is going to be the downfall of the Jets season. So yesterday was the first time the Jets played someone that wasn't themselves. They had a um, joint practice with the Carolina Panthers. And guess what? Panthers defense kicking their ass. Offensive line was struggling. Pass game couldn't get going. And after practice, although this is really telling, Corey Davis, wide receiver on the Jets, was asked about Aaron Rodgers' patience so far early in training camp, and he was asked if he thinks that that patience is going to wane sooner rather than later. Take a listen to what Corey Davis had to say about that question. I can see that changing, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's been, like I said, real patient, real real, um, you know, lenient with us and, and, and just working with us and making sure that we get everything down, um, you know, which is what we need. But I can imagine that going the other way you know, if it doesn't pick up. I can imagine Aaron Rodgers' patience going the other way if it doesn't pick up. That's the true 12 we've seen, I guess now eight. But that's the true guy we have seen now in recent years in Green Bay. 
short fuse, little patience. And when things go wrong, he does not react well. And that's where I think the season is doomed. I don't think he's getting off to this fast start with the Jets. I don't think this offense is going to click from day one. He's never been someone who develops a quick rapport with someone like that. And if they go in the tank early, he'll be pointing the finger left or right, no doubt about it. And guess what, by the way? Look at their schedule. It could get ugly very quickly here. Their first six games, the New York Jets, home against the Bills, Monday Night Football, on the you know underneath the, the bright lights, um, right away in front of everyone to see. At the Cowboys, week two. Home against the Patriots, week three. Home against the Chiefs, week four. At the Broncos, week five. Home against the Eagles, week six. That is two and four written all over for me. You start the year two and four, these expectations? You think all was going to be well? You think that patience that Rodgers has been displaying is going to be there? Absolutely not. And when he gets PO'd, that's when things go off the rails and things start to decline. So it's been all hunky-dory. It's all been well, all been fine, all been dandy so far with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. That's also because there's been no adversity yet. There's been no roadblock to see how he's going to react with a new team, a mostly younger team. Yesterday, in the Carolina Panthers-New York Jets joint practice, was the first opportunity to see it. Things are starting to simmer a little bit. You hear Corey Davis just say, yeah, that patience could wear thin very quickly. That, to me, is well doomed for the Jets going forward. I'm not a believer in them. I don't think they're making the playoffs. But even though I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, that, to me, does not change the fact that I think Aaron Rodgers has the most pressure on him of any quarterback in the NFL, without a doubt. He has the most pressure on him because he, for the first time in years, has everything he truly wants going his way. He has the say in personnel. He has a say in play calling. He has his friends there. Everyone in the organization is doing what Aaron Rodgers wants. Where is the excuse? Where is the excuse for Rodgers this year if things don't go well? Can't blame the O-line. Can't blame the receivers. Can't blame the head coach. It all starts and ends with number eight in green. He, to me, is the most pressure on him of any quarterback in the NFL. If you disagree, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. And Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Joe is calling from Colorado. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Joe? Hey, Ryan. How you doing today? Good, man. We're hanging in. Hopefully you're doing well, uh, well too. I am. Thank you. Um, I, I, I want to start off my call by, by building my argument this way. Sure. Um, I've lived both in New York City and in Denver for the better part of my life. Um, and I, I know those media markets really well. Um, and y- yes, Aaron would, would have struggles if they started two and four. However, if the Broncos start two and four, Russell Wilson, as he did last year, will never hear the end of it. I mean, I don't know if you know, because I'm here in Colorado, Mm -hmm. but he took more flack than literally almost any quarterback I have ever been around. And I've I've been a Bronco fan since 1973. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm old, so remember that. But I've watched the NFL for a really long time. I know quarterbacks that have been under heavy scrutiny, but I've never seen a first year at a new team in a new system that a guy took so much flack as Russell Wilson. 
No, and, I, um, and Joe, rightfully I, so, right? Yeah. But in terms of this year, I still think Rodgers has more is. At least this year, the Broncos have Sean Payton. And really now, when you made that hire, now it's Sean Payton's team, right? Where I think the success is going to be determined more by the head coach and the quarterback. Where if Russell Wilson stinks, yeah, he's going to lose his job and probably be traded. But it's also still, it's like, okay, we still got Sean Payton. We're still doing well. And he's going to either draft a quarterback, get someone else. But it's still Sean Payton's team. The Jets are all in on Rodgers. And there's no, like, there's nowhere else to go. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's all on him. Whereas if, you know, you look at Russell Wilson, sure, I think the pressure is a little bit less just because now I think after how bad it was last year, um, a lot of people have gotten off the Russell Wilson bandwagon. But also, too, with Sean Payton, I think now because it's Sean Payton's team, even if Russ stinks and has to go, you still feel good about the future going forward because you still have one of the best head coaches in the league on your side. Sure. But but let's look at look at look at the biggest athletes in professional sports in New York right now. Aaron Rodgers is clearly the biggest name. I mean, you might think Aaron Judge, maybe Pete Alonso, something like that. But Aaron Judge uh, is is great, but he's been hurt, so he hasn't been in the in the spotlight lately. But Aaron Rodgers, oh my goodness! I mean, he's a few steps below heaven in New York right now. He could go in six and six and they still are going to think that he is one of the best quarterbacks ever. He's a first ballot hall of famer. I mean, seriously, they're not going to give him the flack that Russell Wilson got last year. And we've gone years without making the playoffs. Now, no one since Peyton Manning, how many quarterbacks now? 10. I think we've had. It's been a lot, but, and Bronco football is the number one sport, and it is not even close, even with the Nuggets winning a championship. The Broncos are the biggest spotlight in all of sports in Colorado. It's not even close. But here's also and important Wilson to remember, Joe, when that you talked that about team. Peyton Manning, right? I appreciate the call, buddy. Uh, when it comes to Peyton Manning, the Broncos never had a quarterback since them. 2015, you won the Super Bowl. Well, times that by two with the Jets because they've not been to the playoffs. The playoffs since 2010, I couldn't even t- like. At least you could reference Peyton Manning's last time you had a, a competent quarterback. I couldn't tell you the last competent quarterback the Jets had. I say all that to say this. If Aaron Rodgers flops, there's going to be no grace period. There's going to be no, oh, it's okay. It's all good. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's still great. Expectations are high, and as they should be, with all Aaron Rodgers has uh, achieved in his career. So if he stinks, if he can't get the Jets to the playoffs, there's no, like, oh, it's all good. Aaron Rodgers is still great. It's Booze, it's get him out of town, it's cut this bum. You thought it was bad with Russell Wilson in Denver last year with all that was hyped up. Again, I think it's double with the Jets because of all the futility they have had at quarterback and just in terms of an overall team, you at least had the Broncos five, well, I guess now almost 10 years ago. Jeez, time just fly, 2015. Um, at least they're coming off a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning and when they had you know their kind of downturn. The Jets have had their downturn since 1969. And I don't think that time frame, that long of a gap, makes Jets fans more accepting if Aaron Rodgers is not good. I think expectations are high, as they should be. And for all the boos, all the flack Russell Wilson got last year, because expectations were high, I would say they're going to be even tenfold and higher with the Jets. Because now it's not only Aaron Rodgers going to be the savior for a team that's never had a quarterback really since Joe Namath. For a team that has the longest playoff drought currently right now in the NFL, they've not made the playoffs since 2010. It's also the fact that again, like, expert, you know, when you have a, a Super Bowl winning guy, a guy who's won two MVPs in a row uh, in 2020 and 2021, 
you were expecting, I think, even more than Broncos fans were expecting last year with Russell Wilson. And I was someone, Joe, who unfortunately got this really wrong, uh, picked the Broncos to win the Super Bowl last year. So I was in on Russell Wilson. My expectations were high. I'm still in on Russ this year because I think a lot of his turnaround is going to be because of Sean Payton. But in terms of pressure on the quarterback, this year is all on Rodgers with the Jets. I think a lot of the Broncos' success this year is going to be on Sean Payton. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a bounce-back year and a really good year. But I think a lot of that's going to be because of the coaching. That's why I think there's less pressure on Russ compared to Aaron Rodgers. So love to hear your thoughts. Still 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. If you think there's a quarterback under more pressure this season than Aaron Rodgers, let me know why. You can also tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. When we return, we'll get your thoughts on that. Continue this discussion. And also, the Minnesota Vikings. I got a PSA for Vikings fans and the Vikings front office. Do not do a Las Vegas Raiders. Do not do what the Raiders just did. Explain what that means when we do return. Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gelb right here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gelb right here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to why the Minnesota Vikings cannot do what the Las Vegas Raiders did a year ago. Uh, really, a year ago. Six months ago. Feels like a year, to be honest. But just six months ago. I'll explain it a little bit. But I do want to kind of put a bow on our conversation of which quarterback going into this 2023 season has the most pressure on him. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I think hard knocks the other night showed us exactly why. Aaron Rodgers has everything he wants. He has everything he wants. He's got safe in the organization because everybody loves him. He's got the respect he's been craving for. He has say in the personnel. He has say in the play calling. He runs the show. He is the assistant GM. He is the offense coordinator. He's the quarterback. He does it all. The guy has it all. And so I don't really know what else Aaron Rodgers needs in order for him to say, oh, he needs X, Y, and Z in order for the Jets to be a Super Bowl contender. I don't see it. So anything for me short of a Super Bowl is a failure for the Jets this season. So I don't think anyone has more pressure on uh, on him than Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets. If you disagree, 855-212-4227. Tell me why. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Tell me which quarterback you think has more pressure on him than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, boy. This could be interesting. This could be very interesting. We will go out to Pittsburgh. Talk to Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Not much. Just I'm thinking Kenny Pickett has got some pressure on him because he's going to fill big betting shoes. You think Kenny Pickett has more pressure on him than Aaron Rodgers this season? It's it's a close one. Why does why does Kenny Pickett have pressure? He's got to fill Big Ben's shoes. This year he's got to fill Big Ben's shoes. It can't be a, a gradual filling. Well, if, if they want to win this year, he's got to jump in and take over. So that's it. A second-year quarterback, if they want to make the playoffs, has more pressure on a guy to lead a team that is basically hailing them, uh, hailing him as their savior to a Super Bowl. Yeah. 
All right, Jeff. That's all we got? But, but I'm, I'm just saying because they've always had a good team, but they haven't had a great team lately. So, Kenny Pickett, under the gun this year. If he stinks, are you are you cutting him? No. No, okay. I think I think he deserves two or three years. Oh, okay. So, he deserves more time, but the pressure but, is but, the highest like, on him of any quarterback. I'd like to see him step up like when – um. All right, we we tried, Jeff. We we preached the yeah. call, man. We tried, we tried. I, I was hoping there was some sort of sane argument there from Jeff, uh, as you could hear. Um, there was not. There was not. Alex. Oh, this could be interesting. Alex calling from Green Bay. What's up, Alex? Hey, Rick Tiki. How you doing today? Good, buddy. What's on your mind? Um, I was just calling. I wanted to get my opinion in here. I think that Dak Prescott is the quarterback with the most pressure on him. You know, he's got a proven head coach in Mike McCarthy. Um, He's got, and I think Cooper Rush performed really well last year when he came in. Um, He had average less turnovers and he was more efficient with the ball. I think a lot of that can be attributed to the running backs, but I still think he's got a lot more pressure on him than I think Rodgers does. Because I don't think at the end of the year, the Jets move on from Rodgers, regardless of how he does this season, where I think the, the Cowboys could look to trade Dak to a team that needs them. Really, I think there's no chance of that. I think Jerry Jones has almost basically told you the way he's talked about Dak before and after. Like, I think there's no chance that they move on from Dak Prescott after the season whatsoever. And that's why, like, I was going to ask you, like, part of the reason why I think there's a lot of pressure on Dak is because we know who he is. Like, like we know who Dak is as a quarterback. He's solid in the regular season. You need him in a big spot in the playoffs. He can't come through. He's basically Kirk Cousins. You know, maybe a little bit better, you know, but actually, if anything, Kirk Cousins, I would say, is a little bit more consistent and better, better taking care of the football. But it's like we know who both of those guys are. We've seen enough of a sample size to tell you they can't lead a team by themselves. And so that's why, for me, I just, knowing who Dak is already, I can't say he has the most pressure on him this year because I don't think the Cowboys are going to move, uh, move off of him. And it's not like I'm expecting, like, I would be expecting something for Dak, for him to have the most pressure, for him to do something we've he's never done in his career before. Right? He's never been the guy that's led a team to a Super Bowl. He's never been the best player on offense on his team. He's never been an MVP candidate. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, he's won a Super Bowl. He's won four MVPs. We know his ceiling is best quarterback in the league. We've seen him get to it just two years ago. For Dak, for me, like, put pressure on him. That is asking him to do something we've never seen him do, and I'm not going to do that at this point in his career. He's been in the league now since 2016. We know who he is, and so I've just come to accept it more than just expect greater things that just are not realistic. That's why I think that Dak has more pressure on him, especially from the Cowboys fan base, who have really been itching for the Super Bowl since the Tony Romo era, who is another guy who could never get him there. I just I, I hear what you're saying, Alex. I just don't think there's a chance Jerry's going to move on. And thank you for the call. And that's also part of pressure. Like, I don't think the Jets are going to move on from Aaron Rodgers either. So there's not pressure in that aspect of of losing your job, or you know, getting traded. But pressure to win. I don't think there's a, there's more pressure to win right now on a quarterback, the number eight in New York. This cannot be real. Okay. I thought we were stretching here by talking about or having a caller come in about Kenny Pickett having more pressure than Aaron Rodgers. We're going to Charlotte. We're talking to Phillip. I hope 
Philip is not going where I think he's going to go. But Philip, you're on uh, the Zach Gallup show with Ryan and filling in. What's up, man? Yeah, the screener had to narrow me down to one quarterback, so I picked the local one. I mean, and I guess you could argue with Phil. Yes. You can't be serious. You cannot say Bryce Young has more pressure on this year than Aaron Rodgers. That's not what I said when I called him. When I called in, I said that that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have pressure because Aaron Rodgers has proven himself to be a good quarterback and that he had the benefit of the doubt. And worst-case scenario, he'd go off and do a bunch of mushrooms. So pressure, he doesn't have any pressure. Bryce Young has pressure because he has a bunch of things to prove. And I think we could argue basically like 28 other quarterbacks that have more pressure. I think one of the least pressured quarterbacks – is is your boy up in uh, in New York there? I think it's the opposite. But see, Philip, like we're talking about a guy who's very talented in Rodgers, right? Like, doesn't that that means high expectations? Would you? This I would argue this. I would argue if Aaron okay. Rodgers retires with with one ring, one Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl victory for how talented he's been with his four MVP trophies, uh, being one of the best quarterbacks ever, I would call that an underachievement. Sure. Would you? Uh, there's. There are a lot of very good quarterbacks out there that retire with zero Super Bowl rings. And, you know, you look at them and you say, what was their supporting cast? And the Jets being an off, terrible franchise that ruins talent, I mean, he'll be able to point to that as much as he'll be able to point to why in the heck did we take a first-round quarterback in Jordan Love versus a weapon for me? They'll have excuses inside of excuses. Well, I don't think he has an excuse for the high. Jets. I mean, he picked them, let's remember. I mean, for his his stature, I know he got traded, but he basically, with his contract and his power, he picked the Jets. He's not going to the Jets if they have no talent on the roster and he thinks they're going to win six games with him next year. He went to Brett a situation where he really thought and appreciated the call, Phil. I, I guess technically, sure, semantics, you can talk about pressure in all different ways. Philip took it a different way than I am hoping to kind of angle it in the sense that Aaron Rodgers is – established and Bryce Young is not so sure, but no, we're talking about legitimate pressure here for 2023. There's an expectation to win. There's an expectation to have a lot of success with the Jets. That is where pressure comes from. And that's why to me, there's way more pressure on Rodgers than Kenny Pickett, than Bryce Young, than anyone else in the league. Eric is calling from Chicago. Hello, Eric. Hey, what's happening, Ryan? What's going hey, on? Look here. Hello? Yeah. What's up, Eric? Okay, yeah. Uh, um, no, man, your question, who has the most pressure this this year, this, this year. season, quarterback, Justin Fields. And, 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 and here it is threefold. Justin Fields is playing for his job. There is a new regime, new general manager, new head coach. They have number one picks. For next season. So basically, if Justin Fields does not perform this season, he's pretty much done. Sure. I would look at expectations for this year. I, mean, I would talk about pressure this year, Eric, more with expectations. Expectations are higher for Aaron Rodgers with the Jets than they are with Justin Fields and the Bears. And also, too, like I get what you're saying where they could, yes, they have the first-round pick from Carolina. They have their own first. They have a lot of picks where they could either trade up or, you know, if they're bad enough, get, take a quarterback in the top three, top two, maybe even number one. But I think also, also it's going to take a lot to move off Justin Fields. Like, the bar to me is not high 
for him to achieve and show promise where they keep him for another year and use two of those maybe top 10 picks to get two weapons for him. Like, I don't think the bar is high for him to achieve in order to stay in 2024. Well, I don't know. Yes, it is because because basically Ryan Poles and Iberfoof are playing with uh, house money. And so, okay, we got the number one receiver. We we I mean we traded we traded the number one pick to get uh the best uh offensive lineman in the in the draft. We got a uh we got a great running back core. Okay, what we're gonna we, we, we have the foundation. All right, let's see what Justin Fields does. And if he doesn't, hey, we got two number one picks. And that's if, and I appreciate the call. We got to run here because you hear the music means the hour is almost up. I just think for me, like, you don't need a lot from Justin Fields this year to bring him back in 2024. For me, the bar is lower, which is why I'm not putting more pressure on him compared to Rodgers. All right, we'll get to the Vikings when we do return. The Vikings cannot pull a Las Vegas Raiders. I'll tell you why we do return. It's Ryan Hickey in for Zach Gelber right here on CBS Sports Radio. 